0: praise God wow you know I'm you know I'm sitting here I'm standing here and uh I'm I'm dealing I'm dealing with sin in my heart because I'm I'm coveting all these singers and musicians you know I'm having to really deal with some stuff there you know you you guys have got it going on this is amazing yeah praise God and uh you could just stand here all day and sing and worship with the singers, and musicians and and uh, praise God, what a what a wonderful atmosphere. This is just really this is the best place to be, isn't it? You know, and uh Sheree and I are just privileged and honored to be here with you today. And uh, we've gotten to know your your pastors and and just uh hanging out together and and uh, the goodness of God and I'm, I'm excited. I, I, got, I got, you know, some, some guys get up and they say, I got good news and bad news, but I don't have any bad news. So, you know, if you need bad news to feel worthy or something, you know, you'll have to get that from somewhere else, not here. So we got the good news and more good news. And uh, so, uh, if you want to, uh, if you're you know, looking at your Bible or scriptures or whatever, I'm sure it's, it will be on the screen. Our key scripture is going to be Ephesians 3.20 from the Amplified Bible. I'm preaching today on God is more than you need. God is more than you need. No matter what it is you need today. Amen. He's he's everything. Now you know that song we were singing is so amazing. If we could just get that, we'd be in good shape, you know? The fact that we are victorious not because we've, you know, done seventeen steps to greater or whatever. We're victorious because Jesus was obedient. You know, there's so many scriptures that come to light when we understand that everything we are and everything we have is because of being in Him. Amen. So we don't have to try to have a breakthrough today. You know, let's sing just right and pray just right and preach just right and believe just right so we can finally have a breakthrough. No, we have a breakthrough because Jesus broke through. Amen. We, uh, we, he became what we were so that we can become what he is now. Amen. He is victorious. And because of his victory, we've got victory. So praise the Lord. You know, all of our problems stem from an identity crisis. We forget who we are. You know that Corinth, we'll just take a little side journey here right in the front, right? Okay. We just get off on a exit and stop at Starbucks and then get back on. <laughs> we had a uh you know, right right from the beginning you think about Jesus, what he did and what the price that he paid for us. And he, he did it all. I mean, there's nothing left for you to do. You notice He didn't utter on the cross the last words, It is started. I just thought I'd point that out. He didn't say, It is started. He said, It is finished. Glory to God. And so, we just need to remind ourselves of that when we start feeling like, Well, maybe there's something I need to do. See, resist that in Jesus' name. Well, you know, I've... Been in the ministry for years. Folks have come up to me and say, you know, Pastor David, I just want you to know I'm trying to li-. You know, they just really emphasize the word trying. It's hard for them to say trying. It's a trial to say trying. I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to go to church. I'm trying to pray. They get, you know, the more they try, the harder it is for them to say it. I'm trying to do the right things and avoid all the wrong things. And uh, I want to know what else to do. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to stop all of it. Stop trying and start resting. Hallelujah. So uh, you go to some churches, you know, and they'll tell you, now let's examine ourselves. I'm thinking that's why we're depressed now. We spend six days a week looking at ourselves. Could we have one day where we don't look at ourselves? How about Sunday we look at Jesus? And then what if we start, start, stop looking at ourselves on Monday? Start looking at Him on Monday. And then Tuesday. And then Wednesday. Amen. Let's look at Him. Now look unto Him. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Well, I think we've been bumping along here for about 40 years thinking that uh, he's the author and we're the finisher. He started us out and we got to write it out. No, I just, you know what? I just gave up and quit years ago. Praise the Lord. Say, well, are, are, you, are you trying to walk with the Lord? No, I'm not trying at all. Praise the Lord. I'm just resting in him. Well, if we can't rest in him, just, you know, I don't know what you're going to do. Have more caffeine or whatever turns you on. Get a do- church is the only place that they'll take away your cigarette and give you a donut. This is much healthier. Praise God. <laughs> Honor the temple here. Praise the Lord. Much better. Praise God. Take away your cigarette and give you a donut. All right. Praise God. We're going to get we're going to get something good here today. Understanding God's nature and generosity, you know God wants to bless you. now think about this you know if we had time to spend you know four days or whatever who would be in the, in the book of Ephesians, we'd find something very interesting. The Bible there, oh, I love Ephesians, you know the first the second chapter man just talks about God wanting to pour out his blessing you know, on you, lavish you with all kinds of good things. And do you know why he did this? The Bible tells us very clearly. Now, this is really deep and theological, so you need to really hunker down here to get this. (laughs) He, the Bible tells us in Ephesians that he wanted to do all this just because he wanted to. King James says something like, according to the will of his good pleasure. That's another way of saying, because he wanted to. He's God, creator of the universe, everything in it. He can do what he wants. He didn't have to get a vote committee together. The donut committee is not going to vote on if he can do that or not. No, he did it because he wanted to. And so, think about it. Did you ever think about this? This is a little thought. What did God get out of redemption? What did he get? You know, we, we know what we got. Praise God. We got righteousness and we got the covenant. We've got health and healing and prosperity and blessing. Amen. Favor, peace, victory in every area. We got a lot of stuff. We just talk. We could all testify till the cows come home today about what the Lord's done for us. Amen. What did God get out of it? He freed Himself to be able to finally bless His creation like He always wanted to. God freed Himself. Amen. So you think you're really, I tell you, this is where we're going today. We think we're really hanging the moon when we have faith. Oh, I believe in God for some money. I'm believing God for a new set of wheels. I'm believing God for a house. I'm believing God for this and that. And it's like, oh, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really stretching my faith. I'm really out there on my faith. I'm hanging my faith as high as it'll go. You know, I'm really, I'm really pressing God and he's impressed. My big faith. I'm telling you what, though, God uh, is w- always got an idea better than yours. Okay. We go to car shopping or something, we pick out a little something, you know. We think, well, this is nice. And the Lord's always thinking, well, the other one's better. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And we're going to look at that. Do you like that? Yeah. Well, I do. God, we got to understand His nature. We don't even get it, man. We always think we're going to get a badge for doing without, and that's just religion. That's not the Bible. God's our source. It's a great day when we stop searching for Superman and we put our trust in Super God. Okay, Ephesians three twenty amplified. You found it yet? It's in the New Testament. For those of you still searching. Now to him who by, I love this in the, King, in the uh, Amplified, now unto him who by in consequence of, these are all important words, the action of his power. Wow, that's a mouthful, isn't it? By in the consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do, you're ready for a nice big, Sunday morning church word. Super abundantly. Not not. It could say, you know, adequate or enough or whatever. It says super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires Thoughts, hopes, or dreams? How many of you in here can have some thoughts? And some hopes. And some dreams. Praise God. Well, He's wanting to do better than that. God's idea of abundance is far beyond our ideas. Now, one of His redemptive names... Is El Shaddai the God that's more than enough or the all-sufficient one? El Shaddai, now this is pretty cool. El Shaddai is first found in Genesis 17, 1, where the Lord appeared to Abram. Remember, Abram was without child. And he'd gotten the promise from, how many know that story? Abram and, and, and Sarah, his wife, they'd gotten the promise you're going to be the father of many nations, yet there's no baby There's not 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 only is there no baby, they're like old, like he's a hundred and she's ninety. Figure it out. Not a whole lot of that going on, is there, (laughs) Elsha? I mean, you know, God help them, right, (laughs) Elsha? We had a lady, Pastor Al, we had a lady at a place I worked once out in Oklahoma, <laughs> come to our healing service, you know. Her, her testimony was, she said, I'm 91 years old. And she said, the Lord promised me 10 children. And she said, I got, I got four, and I'm still believing for the six. And you're going, okay. This is why we screen testimonies. (laughs) Reason number 68, you know, to screen testimonies. And I'm looking at the usher like you should have found that out. (laughs) So this is interesting now, though, isn't it? She's got our attention. She says, and I'm believing for those last six. And she said, I want those babies, but I don't want no man. And I thought, well, sister, you really are believing God. She's got immaculate conception times six. She's 91. Uh, I, you know what I said? She, I said, well, according to your faith, be it unto you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I ain't going to put a wet blanket on you. Who knows? Maybe she's just going to come up. She'll be on the next talk show as the phenomenon. I heard she passed on. So maybe she found those kids in heaven. I don't know. God help her. All right. El Shaddai. Now, this is cool because, you know, we think about these redemptive names and we sing them and we talk about them and heard about them. El Shaddai is first founder. This is the cool thing. In Genesis 17, 1, where the Lord appeared to Abram for this. You remember what El Shaddai means, right? The God that's more than enough, the all sufficient one. See, no matter what your need is, you're not challenging heaven today. Just thought I'd tell you. I've got a special request. What's special about it? Why is yours special? Because it's big, it ain't big to God. Just stop it in the name. All right. Now it says El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Okay, big God. Think big, big, big God, more than enough, all sufficient one. El Shaddai is first found in Genesis seventeen one. I got to read all this, where the Lord appeared to Abram for the sixth time and then changed his name to Abraham. Remember that. There's a significance in that. The father of many nations. So uh, this. One theologian said the revelation which God here made of himself was well suited to the occasion. How many believe we got to have a miracle here for Abraham and Sarah? This because it's impossible, right? This is impossible. This was the first time that he revealed himself as the almighty. None but one who possessed all power could meet Abram's need at this time. The only only one. Ninety nine years of age, his body dead. Figure that out. Sarah, barren and long past the age of childbearing. How could they have any hope? Even even forget faith. How could they have any hope to have a son? A physical impossibility, right? But with God, all things are possible. Preach, brother David. encourage myself and why because God is El Shaddai the all-sufficient one the whole thing see we've made such a big deal about Abraham's faith well brother if I could just have the faith of Abraham I could really move a mountain and it's like you're, you're focusing on the wrong thing Abraham did not focus on his faith he focused on who said it You need a healing today. You need a miracle. You've got to have something happen by tomorrow at noon. Or else. Somebody saying. Well, they'd be on the phone. Well, hang up the phone. Turn it off. I didn't get the call. I don't know. That won't last long. But, you know, give you some moment to think. But I'm telling you. Don't focus on your faith or your how strong I got my faith all this talk about faith is just is not faith. I got my faith stretched out as far as it'll go. We'll stop stretching it. Might stretch out. I don't know. Slap you in the eye. Did you see Sister Smith? She's got a patch over her eye. What happened? Well, her face, she stretched it out, and it let go and hit her in the eye. Now she's blind and sick. You know, I don't know. (laughs) She better watch that faith business. She put out the other eye. She really will be up a tree. She's believing God. She's now in blind faith. She's stepping out in blind faith. That's how you step out in blind faith. You put both your eyes out with stretched out faith. Walking around blind. I'm I'm walking by faith. Well, be careful. You're going to go off in the ditch. Now you're going to have a broke leg. Stop talking about your faith. You know, we need to get delivered from our faith. We need to... Abraham wasn't dependent on his faith. Abraham was depending on the all sufficient one. He was dependent on who said it. The almighty. Yeah, this is an impossibility to me and to Sarah. But look who's talking. Who's got the higher word here? Old man and old woman or God? Glory to God. Well, I'm helping myself. Help myself. God. God is El Shaddai, the all sufficient one. Well, we're going to stay there. We're going to go back here. So we're talking about, you know what our big word is? Superabundance. Superabundance of everything. Righteousness. Yeah, look, Pastor, you don't know the awful thing I said or did this week. Well, we don't want to know. Just stop talking about it and start talking about Jesus. I got to confess this to somebody. Well, no, you don't. What are you going to confess? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. So I did something really bad. Yeah, I'm the righteousness of God. Remember, I told you he was going to take a side journey. Well, I'm still in the line at Starbucks. Some lady with her mocha frappuccino hold the cream and put in the milk. Foam is in the way. Holding up the line. The church at Corinth was the first church of the fornicators. Just thought I'd tell you that. I don't know what that word means. Well, look it up. I ain't telling you right in church. <laughs> but it's kind of not nice. So the first church of the fornicators. I mean, these, these folks are prophesying. They're prophesying so much as Paul saying, take a number. I mean, really, he's, he's organizing them. Now, if you prophesy, let it be by three, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's got them organized because they, they all got a song, a psalm, a spiritual hymn. They're all, they're all there fired up. They've flowing in the nine gifts seven days a week, man. And uh, he said, however, it's commonly reported. So this is not like just one case. We have one little case in the church of somebody getting off in trouble. And we're like, Major, you have to have a board meeting. And what are we going to do? The donut committee's meeting. <laughs> it's not just one little, you know, one little girl or somebody in the church, you know, one, some guy, you know, in the church hitting on some of the girls. We're talking a whole church full of them. He said it's commonly reported that there's fornication going on here. First church of the fornicators. And you know what he did? He had a big sermon. Is this what he did? He had a big sermon preaching on the evils of fornication. And you that are fornicating, you need to get down here in the fornicating healing line. (laughs) Prayer line. We're going to cast out. They're going to cast out the devils. And then we're going to. Everybody's going to repent. Get the, the Kleenex committee has come out. You, now you you know how to know if a church is sin conscious, if they got those altar benches out and they they have bought, when they ordered the, the the church furniture, they had Kleenex dispensers built into the altars. Anybody ever seen that? It, it, it looks so nice, you know. here you got a big, old long you know thing here, and there's, there's Kleenex dispensers built into We are ready to tune up and cry over all of our stuff. That's a good indicator. Gathering around now and around the altar. We can tell Jesus all about it. So, in most churches, that's what they'd have done with them fornicators: put them on a restoration program, see if they can be helped. Put their they are not members in good standing; they're members on probation. But Paul didn't do any of that. You know what he said? He said, I'm going to remind you of something. He didn't say, I'm reminding you of your sin. He said, I'm reminding you, know you not, that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The fornicators, he told the fornicators, they were, I'm getting excited. He told the fornicators that they were the temple of the Holy Ghost. You've forgotten who you are, the reason you're acting like that. Somebody comes up and says, I'm a believer, but I'm a sinner and I got all these problems. I'm sinning, 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 sinning. I'm sinning. I feel so bad and I'm guilty and shameful. Yeah, that's right. Kill Jesus about it. No. What we need to do is say, no, listen, listen. Okay. So you messed up, and made mistakes. Hey, welcome to the club. But I'll tell you what. Let's talk now about who we are in Christ. Let's talk now about being a son of God. Let's hallelujah. Yeah. You've been in the, maybe you've been in the pig pen and you're coming like that prodigal son, you know, you're coming back and the father steps out on the stage. You know, that story is not as much about the son as it is the father. And, you know, we, we have that story and you know, oh the prodigal son, he's going to come, you know, and the father stood here, right? With his arms folded. And said, That's right. I know. I told you, you went out there and them pigs, you gonna smell. I I told you, you're going to be slopping around. No, he said, he said, come. He said, oh, he ran Ran out to greet him. Bring the ring. Bring the robe. My son, who has been gone, who has been dead, has returned. Kill the fattest animal we got and make a barbecue. Let's celebrate. Oh, you want to see, you want to see a smile on God's face is when you are looking at him anytime. I mean, you just, he's just like, hey, hey. Ah, this is your third warning after that. (laughs) These are faces you see in church many times. Well, let's see who's come back to the Lord's house. I don't know. People want to flock to that, don't they? (laughs) You know, it's like... That that whole you know altar call thing at the end of most services, you know they they get Sister Leadbetter. She's led better than everybody else. <laughs> Sister Leadbetter. They got her on the organ, mm-hmm. droning on. You know, sing a sad old song. Close your eyes. Think about yourself. Examine yourself. Now examine your neighbor in the back of the pew next to the Kleenex dispenser. You will find a magnifying glass. Please take that out and begin to examine your neighbor. And then let's sing the song. See if there be any wicked way in me. Try to find it. And then and then and then we sing at the end, I've got victory in Jesus. Oh really? Well I'm glad you do. I feel like going home and getting out razor blades or something. I don't know. I was depressed when I came in here. I'm going home suicidal. that group meets on Tuesday night in the basement, you know. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> <sighs> there, will, there will be donuts served. All right. When we get to heaven, we're going to find out that, that major denominations had stock in Krispy Kreme. And we're going to say, that there's the connection, right? There. Okay, all right. Now, Jesus talked, we're talking about abundant, abundant or superabundance. You get anything out of this today? Yes. Jesus talked about the abundant life in John 10.10. 10. In the same terms, he said he used the word more abundantly. He said, I came that you would have life. I have come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. Uh, The amplified there says to the full till it overflows. Well, this corresponds with the word used in Ephesians 3.20, right? Super abundantly. This implies more than is needed. Now, let's look at let's look at how this is done. You know, we're not in in salvation. Let's talk about. So now we got more than enough, right? We're talking about God that's more than enough, too much over excess. We're not just on salvation. We're not just merely forgiven or pardoned. That would have been good, wouldn't it? Keep you out of hell. But we are justified. Treated as though every sin and as though sin and separation were never even a part of our lives. In essence, we are super saved. Through Christ's finished work, he did what no other act of pardon could do. He didn't just erase the sin, but went beyond what was needed to address the offense in question. All the way past that point to making the sinner righteous. How righteous is righteous as God himself? There, there, there's not degrees of righteous. You either are or not. It's like being a little bit pregnant. You either are or you're not. So it's like, well, how holy are you? Well, you either are or you're not. There ain't no degrees of holiness. Forget all that if the blood see Hebrews 9:13 for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh how much more everybody say how much more how much more, how much more shall the blood of Christ notice the words much more how much more not just how more how much more much more shall the blood Of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. We're super saved healing. I'm going to go real quick through this healing. We're not just touched, eased, or even healed. We are made whole just as if there was never anything there. Not just, well, I survived. No, you're, you're going to do more than survive. You're going to thrive. Spirit, soul, and body. Every healing should technically be viewed as a miraculous makeover. Jesus didn't just heal the sick. He made them whole. Wholeness means nothing broken and nothing missing. Once again, the idea of not just being healed, but super healed. You ready for more? How about let's talk about financial and material superabundance? Is that all right? Quality John 2 1 through 11 Jesus did you know the story of uh, Jesus turning his first miracle wedding at Canaan is turning the water into wine he didn't just make wine he made the, he made the best wine creation from Genesis 1 says and God saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good it wasn't just well that'll do. That'll get by. You know what? Sometimes you get around church world and there's a lot of talk about that. You know, well, this will do. It's just for the church. No, that's wrong. I or, mean, Or for us. Well, this is good enough for our family. Well, what's wrong with your family? Why well, shouldn't you have the best? Well, you know, we never had the best. We just get by. That well, we're fine, we're, we're praising the Lord for getting by. Well, okay, He's got better for you. You start thinking about yourself, who you are in Christ, and you'll stop that stuff. Amen. So God saw everything He made, and behold, it was, it was okay, it would get by. Huh? No, it was very good. That means the best. And then how about the amount? See, we got the quality. Remember, Jesus didn't just make wine. Remember what the governor of the feast said. He said, "This is the best. You saved the best for last." Amen. Amen. He made the best. Can you imagine what that wine was like? Amazing, right? And uh, so he he made the best, and God saw everything He made, and it was the best. Because you know what? Don't ask God for anything. Without being prepared to have the best because he doesn't know how to make trash. God is not going to bless you with your barely get by mentality. If you ask him for a blessing, he's going to knock your socks off. I'm getting somewhere good. I promise we threw the line at Starbucks. We're okay. We'll make it. Uh, How about a mount? Now, we know quality, right? We could just preach there for three days, right? Quality. Everything God made. How many see that? Everything God made was good. Very good. The best. Highest quality. How about a mount? Well, I don't need much, just a little. Well, let's see. You got got problems then in prayer. Because God's not going to just give you just enough. He's going to give you more than enough because that's all he knows how to do. Matthew fifteen thirty two through 38 talks about Jesus, you know, feeding and uh, multiplying the, the, uh, the, the, the fish and the bread. Remember that miracle? He multiplied and fed 4,000 men plus uncounted women and children. I don't know why they didn't get counted. And then took up seven baskets full of leftovers. He overdid it all from seven loaves of bread and a few little fishes. Once again, more than enough or too much, more than is needed. Now, the name of the action. Remember, we, we, we read that scripture, our, our key scripture. It says, look at again at our key text, the action of his power. What is the name of the action of his power? And the name of that is grace. Is there a shortage of grace? Might be, and you know, His grace, He won't strive with man forever. His grace will run out. Well, I don't know what Bible you're mad magazine. What are we preaching from? You want to make some Christians mad, take away their right to be condemned and go to hell. We used to say in the early days of the faith movement, you know, we'd be preaching along and some folks would get mad because we're preaching. God wants to bless you. God wants to heal you. God wants to supply your needs, you know, make you wealthy. Praise the Lord. And so you had folks fighting for the right to be sick and broke. they standing on Job's boils, Paul's thorn. Paul left Trophimus at my, sick. I preach that standing on it. I'm standing on that. Well, there's better scriptures. You enjoy that. Let us know how that goes. What would you like sung at the funeral? Give the ladies trio a heads up so they can be ready. Can I have your watch? So now we got folks fighting for the right to be condemned and go to hell. I don't want to take that blessing away. Is there a shortage of grace? Look Look at 2 Corinthians 8 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, in grace, the topic is grace, yet for your because everything's in that, yet for your sakes, he became poor that you through his poverty might be rich. Here's no. Now, now we have to define some things. Did anybody wear your shouting clothes? 17 people. <laughs> Definition of rich. How about let's define rich, because that's a word that kind of upsets folks some places. What does it mean to be rich? Well, here's the definition. You ready? Plentiful, abundant, copious, ample. This is, this is the grace we have. This is, this is what we rest in. This is what we operate in. This is what we have faith for and in. Hallelujah. This is our world. We're breathing in grace molecules. God's unmerited favor. We don't have to earn it. Jesus paid for it. It's ours. Got our name on it. It means rich. Rich means plentiful, abundant, copious, ample, profuse, lavish, liberal, generous, bountiful, bounteous. You want some more? It gets better. This is all from the dictionary. Also means abounding in, full of, well provided with, well stocked in, with, and well stocked with, crammed with. This is, I didn't make this up. Crammed with, packed with, teeming with, bursting with, jam-packed with, chock-a-block with. Who, Who says that? Who talks like that? Fertile, product people that write dictionaries do. Fertile, productive, fruitful, and strong. Yeah. And now we're going to read, now let's look at Ephesians 2 7. I'm going to give you some more definitions. Do you like this? That in the ages to come, this is why he, he, what he got out of it. Remember I asked that question? What did, what did, what did God get out of it? That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding, more than enough, riches, yeah. There's a plural of the word rich, riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Now, you got it. Praise God. The sister on the third row. Amen. We should just have our own meeting because we're the only ones shouting. What is the meaning, what is the definition of riches? We, we, we saw the definition of rich. What about riches? It's a little different meaning. It means abundant wealth. Good things that are available to use or choose. A large supply of something valuable. Large amounts of something. So, that in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding large amounts of valuable something. A large amount of what? His grace. Some people think that they are so big and bad because of their, their big nasty sin they got going. They think this is bigger than God's grace. No, it's not. His grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you about God's grace. Let me tell you about that finished work of Christ. We're we're, we're coming to a close here. Let me tell you about that finished work, how how strong it is. We used to sing an old song in the church, uh, a, a, a classic hymn, How Firm a Foundation is Jesus Christ our Lord. Folks, that foundation of Jesus will stand through all your life, through all your temptations, through all your challenges, through all your mistakes, through all your times of victory, through all your times of discouragement. No matter what, it's just life, folks. Life throws stuff at us that we often think, this is not happening to me. This can't be happening to our family. This, I can't believe I did that. You ever been there? Am I just like, just us folks in Florida have these problems. No, it's universal. It's just life. People say, Pastor David, I need to talk to you. I got all kinds of problems. Let me tell you, you know, this is happening and that's happening. The other thing's bad. What's wrong? I've been confessing the word. I've been praying. I've been standing in the word and all this. Now this happening. What's wrong with me? I said, well, sit down. I got really bad news. <laughs> Brace yourself. Take a deep breath. Who'd like a glass of water? How about a donut? <laughs> okay. You call um, Yeah. Here's your problem. You're alive. <laughs> Dead people do not deal with these things. Kids are always scared to death of a cemetery. I don't want to go in there. Are you kidding? That's the safest place. Those folks can't hurt you. It's live ones. Them folks at the family reunion, they're the ones that'll kill you. If you're looking for affirmation, don't get it from the family reunion. Because you're not going to get a whole lot of encouragement there. Those folks. Hallelujah. It's the live ones. What do we got here? Well, I'll tell you something. You know, we think, well, all these problems. But this is the thing I want you to see. Here we are. We say uh, how firm. A foundation is Jesus Christ, our Lord in Christ alone. There's another song that's kind of current a little hymn in Christ alone. I put my trust in on him alone. My who I am, what I have, what I'm expecting to have happen. It's all in Christ alone. Hallelujah. I've literally died to myself. I'm tired. I'm so weary. I've been in church before I was born. They brought me. My mama almost gave birth on the organ bench, I think, you know, but I'm telling you, you know, uh, I'm, I got tired pastor of looking at David, how boring, how boring, how, how tedious looking at me, trying to fix me, trying to fix up. Trying to repair, trying to be acceptable, trying to make myself holy, trying to make myself what only the blood of Jesus could make me. Trying to fix myself up, trying to build my faith, trying to build my holiness, trying to do this and do that for myself. Oh, how weary. No wonder so many give up and get discouraged and say, I love God, but I can't do that church thing. No wonder. I don't blame some of them. Well, I hung in there. But praise God, truth came, light came. How firm a foundation is Jesus Christ our Lord. Let me tell you, go on, bring Moses' law. Bring the law of your denomination and your church. Bring all your rules and your regulations and your things that that we're missing and what we should add and what we should subtract. Bring it all. Throw it at the foundation. Throw it at the cross. Throw it at the blood and it'll stand. Hallelujah. Paul said, Paul said, what serveth the law? What serveth the law? Hallelujah. Bring that old covenant and sling it at us all you want to. But I'll tell you what, we're standing on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I'm convinced that there is nothing that shall separate me from the love of God. The message Bible says even the worst sins listed in this book cannot separate us from the love of God. Glory to God. This salvation that we have is fail proof. People say, well, God did his part. Now you've got to do your part. No, Jesus did my part. I ain't got no part. <laughs> I've been cut out of the script. I don't have a part. Hallelujah. I just sit and enjoy the show. Amen. Well, let's lift our hands and thank God for that. The word today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you need healing today in your body just just put your hand where you're suffering, Jesus will touch you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for touching, healing every person, every part of their body. In Jesus' name, be healed from the top of your head. To the soles of your feet, I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, tumors and cancers to dry up. Hallelujah. Any kind of nerve damage or systems damage in anybody, heart damage in Jesus' name, be healed, be whole, be delivered, be set free. Those that are suffering from any kind of oppression, be free today. Jesus has set you free already. He's got your breakthrough already. Just rest in it. Hallelujah. Receive your healing. Receive your deliverance. In Jesus name. Amen. Pastor, praise the Lord. Glory to God. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Thanks. Praise the Lord.